Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. For those of you who are here for the very first time, welcome to my channel. I'm Dr. Michelle Daff. And for those of you who are returning, welcome back. Thank you for being here today for another video. We are doing something a little bit different on my channel now. I'm bringing back the Dr. Daff show. Last year, I had you ladies send in questions to ask me and it was really going well up until I started getting so many questions. I wasn't able to meet with you personally and answer them face to face. So I'm going to now be answering questions here on the Dr. Daff show that you sent in. And when you send your questions in, I will keep your privacy so you don't have to worry about any personal information being shared. Your name will be concealed, but you can give me whatever question you have and I'll be answering it here on the Dr. Daff show. The information on how to submit a question will be in the information box below. So let's go ahead and talk about this. But before we get into the video, I just want to ask you to please support me by visiting my website, findforever.com and purchasing my fragrance, 2911. It's a beautiful feminine fragrance that I'm sure you will all absolutely love. And I appreciate all the support for all of those who have purchased my fragrance. So before we get into the video, go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. Our first question is from Miss Lady Shell, and she's asking a question about giving husband privileges to a boyfriend. Dear Dr. Daff, I want to thank you for the work you do. It's an inspiration and you provide femininity, care and self-love to those who watch your channel. It has truly been a blessing finding your page. I'm learning so much and I struggle on my feminine journey. With my mother passing at a young age and the women who were in my life were very masculine, I'm acting a little stressed. I'm learning and working on applying these things day to day. But I had a question about dating. I was listening to your podcast and you mentioned not to give husband privileges to a boyfriend. Well, I agree. I don't know how to do that effectively without crossing lines. I'm 34 and looking for marriage. And I think sometimes that line gets blurred because I get caught up in this could be my husband, but really he's not. I would love if you could do a video or a podcast addressing that. Thank you so much, Lady Shell, for your question. This is a really good question that comes up all the time because as we're dating, we're meeting new people that we sort of see in this light of this could be my husband. So it is hard to know sometimes what to do and what not to do so that we don't end up giving privileges that are specially made for our husbands. Firstly, I just want to say I'm sorry about your mother passing. I know it can be really difficult when you don't have a woman in your life to model after or to teach you. But just remember that whenever you have God in your life, he will always bring you other mothers of all ages to help that mothering process continue even after losing your mother. In terms of giving husband privileges to your boyfriend, it is tempting. Okay, it's very tempting because you want to make sure that he's satisfied and you want to make sure that you're showing him the kind of woman that you are. And you're almost sometimes even feeling like you're auditioning for that wife role. And it can be difficult to sort of put a stop to how much you're doing in order to save something for marriage. 
And sometimes we don't even know we're doing this. So many of us are in relationships where we just think that we're doing what we would normally do, what comes naturally to us. And we didn't even realize that some of these things are considered husband privileges. So it's important to know what the differences are so you know when you're doing more than you should, because there are consequences to giving husband privileges to a boyfriend. Even though it might seem like, you know, what's the big deal? It's totally fine. It does backfire most of the time on you as a woman. So some examples of some husband privileges that we tend to give boyfriends are things like cleaning his house. Okay, if you're going over to his house every weekend and scrubbing it up and down, feeling like you have to show him how well you clean, that is something that should be reserved for your husband and not someone that you're dating. You're not his maid, right? It doesn't mean you can't do these things from time to time if you just feel like, you know, I really want to help him out and clean his room for him. That's totally fine. But it's different when you are doing this because you are auditioning or you're doing this because he's asking you to do it for him, right? Things like cooking for him. Okay. Same thing. You can cook a meal for him here and there when you want to, if you want to show him that you can cook, if you just want to do something nice for him. But if you're making all of his meals, meal prepping his food for the whole week and doing these things for people who you're not even committed to, truly committed to, there are consequences. Things like having sex with him, okay? This is something that obviously is one of the biggest things in relationships in terms of giving those privileges to a boyfriend, okay? Your husband, whoever you end up with ultimately will appreciate that all of these men haven't slept with you, that you're someone who is just for them. Instead of giving these things to someone who may just wake up one day and say, you know what? it's not going to work out. Okay. Then you've given something so precious to this person. Also living with him. Okay. This is a husband privilege and it doesn't mean that you can't visit, you can't go on vacations, you can't spend a lot of time at each other's homes, but it's very different when you live with a person where you don't have your own place to go to at the end of the day. Okay. This is a husband privilege to be able to live with you is something that should be reserved for marriage and not for dating relationships. When you're dating someone, you're doing it to see if you're a fit for this person. If you enjoy this person's company, if you have common interests, common values, if you can mesh your lives together. So when you're dating people, if you're giving so much of yourself to every single person you date, you're cleaning, you're cooking, you're having sex with them, you're living with them. One, they're going to get tired of you a lot faster because you're always there. And, you know, you're in this position where you're implanted in their life, but they haven't said that they wanted you to be in there permanently. And then you burn out. So the next person you're with, you may have resentment and feel like, why should I cook for this person? He might just leave me next week. And instead of being happy and taking the relationship day by day, you might feel a lot of anxiety and stress because maybe you want to do these things, but you feel like he's not going to appreciate them. Just save them for the person who really does deserve it, which is the person who ultimately gives you full commitment. And one thing to remember is that masculine men who are of high quality don't expect these things from you. 
Sure, they may appreciate it. Who wouldn't? But they don't expect it. When they meet a woman and they're interested in dating her, they're not thinking, oh, great, now I have someone to come clean my house. That's not in their mentality. Okay, only men who are trying to use you, who are trying to gain something from you, are the ones who are going to expect you to do these things. So just remember, love, you don't have to perform for these men. Anyone who is truly into you and wants you to be a part of their life, wants you to bring all of the beautiful characteristics that you have, all the fun and the love that you have into their lives are going to naturally see all of the great things about you by spending time with you. So just be happy. Go on dates, dress up, be a great person, give him who you are as a person. And if he appreciates that, he will want more of it and he'll want it permanently so that you're not having to give so much of yourself to a person who doesn't see your value. Put all of your trust in God. Make sure that you're praying and you're asking him to be able to give you just sort of a little tap on the shoulder when you're doing too much. Allow him to speak into your life and to guide you and show you which men are deserving of what from you. And it will save you a lot of stress and heartache. I'm super excited for your journey and I hope that you find that person who deserves you. We have a question from Miss Cicely and she asks, Dear Dr. Daff, I need a little advice on the situation that I'm in. I just got out of a six-year relationship with the father of my child. We've been broken up for about maybe three weeks. Is it possible that I have found someone who's my soulmate so soon? It's not like I went looking for someone so quickly. It just happened. When we met, we talked about everything. We talked about his past relationship and everything he's been through. We talked about my past and everything I've been through. We talked about everything we wanted from a man or a woman. We have a lot in common with each other, and I'm really loving the person he is. We both want the same things from one another. But should I continue the relationship with this guy? One thing I'm afraid of is that I might get judged for moving on so quickly. And I'm afraid of what people might think if I continue this relationship with him. What should I do? Thank you so much. Thank you for your question, Miss Cicely. Getting out of a six-year relationship is intense. Okay, after being with someone for so long, a lot of times we feel like we can't even move on. So the fact that you're able to feel open enough to meet someone new is a good thing. Now, you said that this person is the father of your child. So there is something a little bit more there that's going to kind of maybe even keep you connected. So again, I just want to say it's always good for you to feel like you can be with someone else, especially if the person is not committed to you in terms of marrying you. Okay, you're not his wife, so you can and should move on and be with someone who can offer you that commitment. It doesn't matter whether or not you have 20 children with him. Okay, he's not your husband. He is not yours right? You do share a child and that will never change. But in terms of your love life, you're open to date whomever you want. Now, so many of us do get stuck when we've been with someone for so long and think, oh, no one's going to love me anymore. I'm never going to find another guy who is like this. Maybe you just feel like you're so used to being with one person that you cannot adapt to someone new. So for you out there who's watching, if you are in a relationship where you feel like it's over and it's been over, but you're stuck thinking that no one else is ever going to want you, you're wrong. 
someone else is going to want you and is going to give you what you're looking for in terms of the real love, the real commitment, and whatever is missing in the relationship that you're in now. I want you to remember that your time is the most valuable thing that you have. And time costs. Time is not free. Okay, that's how we talk when we say we're spending our time doing something. You're spending and your life is moving. You don't have all of these years to just waste waiting out the time period that you think will give you the freedom of judgment from other people. People are always going to judge you no matter what you do. You cannot base what you do on what other people are going to think. If you met someone that you think is wonderful even three weeks after a relationship and you're ready truly to move on, then you should move on. Now, of course, it's important after any relationship to take time and evaluate sort of, you know, what went wrong, how you can change, whatever healing needs to be done. That's that's absolutely important. But a lot of times when we've been with someone for so long, we've been broken up with them for a very long time in our minds. So maybe you've already kind of gone through that process and that's good. Okay, you only you know when you're ready to move on. But when you are ready, don't wait. Because the question is, what are you waiting for? Okay, time is moving. And if you're spending time with someone, you want to make sure that time is moving. And whenever you spend time with someone, it's your life that you're giving them. If you met someone great, then great. Who cares about what they think? You don't have to explain anything to anyone. You don't have to allow them to make you feel bad about your choices because that's your decision, whether or not you allow it to affect you. One of the worst things that you can do is to lose out on someone really good because you wanted to wait because of what other people think. Okay, it's different if you're waiting for your own reasons, but there aren't that many like wonderful men out there that you're going to meet and just connect with. So when you meet someone like that, if you're ready, go for it. The worst thing, the worst thing is to feel regret for that person to feel like, you know, you weren't taking them seriously or just move on from you. And then you wake up one day thinking, what was I thinking? I should have just, you know, dated him instead of waiting it out. And you can never go back. It's never the same when you go back. So take some consideration and think about what you want for your life. What do you think you really need right now? And if that's a new connection and you're ready for it, then go for it and forget about what other people might think. You cannot control people's emotions and people's thoughts, and you shouldn't want to. They have a right to think whatever they want, and they'll think it whether you move on in three weeks or three years. It really won't make a difference. Those are their standards in terms of what they think is appropriate. That has nothing to do with what your standards are for your life. So just take some time and pray about it and ask God whether or not this person that you met is someone that he thinks is good for you in your life. And if the answer is yes, then move forward with it. Just make sure that when you're dating, you're not bringing any baggage into that new relationship. Okay, it's like a towel, wet towel. Make sure that you wring it out. Whatever is still in that towel, whatever water is lingering in, wring it out completely before you bring yourself into someone else's life. Because it's not fair for that person to have to deal with all of the emotional baggage and drama that you're bringing them in this new relationship. Okay, you should really be clean when you're going into anything new. 
So if you really feel like you're ready, like you're really clean from that relationship, then do yourself a favor and fall in love and be with this new person if that's where you want to be. All in all, my dear, dating is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to meet people, connect with them, introduce them to your life and see what they can bring to your life. When you've been with someone for six years and they have not given you a real commitment, that's a red flag. I mean, that's too long, in my opinion, to be with any one person while you're a young person. Okay, You're giving so much of yourself to someone for so long. For what? For what reason? Men are usually very sure after a very short amount of time as to whether or not they want you in their life permanently and they're ready to commit in a real way. Maybe they're not ready at that time because they don't have the means, but they're always ready to tell you if that's something that they're absolutely planning to do for you. Do not let men waste your time. Do not allow your time to be wasted by holding on for a very long time to someone who's not offering something serious to you if that's what you're looking for. So I hope that answered your question. I hope that you feel empowered and encouraged. You are worthy of everything great. No one owns you. You are able to do whatever it is that you feel is best for you at any point in time. Just trust God make a good decision that you won't regret later, and enjoy your life. Our question today is from Miss Rika, and she asks, Dear Dr. Duff, I was really moved with your last video in choosing not to solely focus on femininity because the YouTube market currently is saturated with such content. And honestly, it's a bit overwhelming. And at times I've struggled with information overload and decision fatigue, among other consequences, to hearing varying opinions and advice. I know ultimately I have to make a decision to choose what to follow. However, hence the decision fatigue. I'll try to get straight to the point. We are being told by this way to attract a man and to choose the best man and how to identify the criteria for such a man. However, what should we be doing to keep him, to keep him happy, to keep ourselves happy, to have a good balance? A lot of women that are giving solicited advice aren't married, and I don't believe a woman is less than if they're not married. It's just hard to see the follow through of their advice. I don't want to be in anyone's business, but through generalizing relationship scenarios, one can apply what may have worked in certain situations that a woman on a femininity journey can implement or tailor for their own situation. I'm not into men bashing. However, we have to be honest and say that a lot of men aren't nice and have urges that take over them as a man. As women have many flaws, I like to point that out. I guess what I would mainly like to say is how to have balance in doing what's needed in a relationship for your man, but not lose yourself and still give yourself that care that you do need. Because honestly, life balance is kind of real and I kind of feel like it's Jenga or something. Thank you so much for this question. And I'm sure a lot of other women will benefit from your professional advice. God bless you. Thank you, Rika, for your question. This is a really important question that comes up a lot when we start dating someone and we feel so in love and so sort of taken aback that sometimes we forget about ourselves and really need to learn how to balance both doing what we need to do in the relationship and taking good care of ourselves. 
And yes, decision fatigue is real. And a lot of times when you're on YouTube or you're on Instagram and you're getting all this advice from so many different people, it can be hard to know what should I follow. And with that, I always say, you know, take some time and just use a little bit of discernment. Take a look at the person and their lives and see whether or not things are adding up. What gives this person the ability to be able to say these things in terms of like what's their background or what are their credentials and why are they able to give you advice that you're just going to take and listen with anyone and no matter what their credentials are, always take things into consideration for your life, whether or not it works for you, pray about it and ask God to give you wisdom of your own. When you get into a relationship, a lot of times you're so excited and you want to give your all, but there are things that sometimes come up where you may start to feel like, should I be doing this? Am I doing too much? What happens if he leaves? How can I protect myself? And all of this comes back down to your personal boundaries. And I've done an entire series on boundaries that I would love for you to take a listen to so that you can learn about what they mean and how to implement them in relationships. But this topic comes down to what are your boundaries in terms of what do you keep for yourself and what do you give out when you're dating someone? One way that you can ensure that you're keeping balance in your relationship is that you're not spending all of your time with him. I know that's really difficult at times when you really just connect with someone. You want to see them all the time. You want to do everything together. You want to talk to them all the time. But that's not healthy. And a lot of times that cuts a relationship short because everything just kind of gets put out there or you may get tired of seeing one another and you lose some of that mystery. So maybe seeing them certain days throughout the week or just monitoring how much time you're spending with them. I know when I was younger and I was dating my husband, I was only allowed to go out on the weekends. I wasn't even allowed to go out on the weekdays and it would bother me so much. I would get so frustrated because I wish that I could see him every day, but seeing him only twice a week was actually really helpful in the relationship because it gave us time to miss one another. And those days ended up being much more special. And I wouldn't have realized that until looking back upon it, that that was something that actually was a good thing, a boundary that I didn't put into place, but ended up being beneficial for the relationship. You can also set boundaries for yourself by just giving yourself hard cutoff times. Like, okay, I'm going to talk to him, but at 11 o'clock, I'm going to go ahead and get off the phone so I can put on a face mask. I can watch a television show. I can read something. I can clean the house. Whatever you have to do, giving yourself a hard cutoff time. And yes, you're going to feel tempted or he may try to sway you to kind of keep you on the phone or keep you there, but you have to be strong enough to say, I have to go. And this is really important because it's not until, unfortunately, things happen that you realize that you've lost yourself. For example, you know, if you end up breaking up with this person and you realize that you don't know who you are anymore or you don't know what to do with your time or you don't feel comfortable doing anything alone because everything you did was connected with this person, you're going to feel even more empty. It's not until then that we realize, wow, I've really enmeshed myself so much with this person that I'm not my own person. Okay, you should have your own hobbies, your own interests, things that you do on your own. If he goes out with his friends, that should be okay. 
okay. Okay. He should go out with his friends. You should not always want to be there whenever he's hanging out with his friends. You should have your own friends and people that you do things with, even if it's just you by yourself. Okay. You can go to dinner on your own. You can go see a movie on your own. Does not always have to be with him. This becomes difficult when things happen and say there's a really nice play that comes out and you really want to see the play and he's not available and you think, oh, now I can't see the play because I don't have him to go with. I can't just go by myself. It's like you can go by yourself. You don't have to go with him. And if he wasn't in your life, what would you do then? Would you go by yourself or would you just not go? And so many people I know would never do things on their own. If they're not in a relationship, they're not doing it. I've talked to so many women and men who maybe want to travel to certain places or want to visit certain restaurants. And they say, well, when I get into a relationship, I'm going to do this. Or when I get in a relationship, I'm going to go there. And I ask, why can't you just go now? Why do you have to be in a relationship? But they're not able to see the joy or the fun in doing it if they're not with someone else. And that's sad. That's a disservice to yourself because you came into this earth alone. You will leave this earth alone and your life is yours. It's beautiful to have other people join in and share it with them, but they're not the reason why you do what you do. You have to hold on to yourself. In addition to that, it's also important that, you know, you have your own opinions and your mental boundaries strong in relationships. This is another issue that comes up when you're spending so much time with him. You may end up sort of being swayed into his opinions and his thoughts about things and losing your own sense of self, your own opinions, your own way of thinking because you're used to siding with him. Okay, this will affect you if he is not in your life anymore. You may not know what you really think about certain things or how you really feel about certain things. Now, giving him what he deserves and what he needs is also important. So you do balance that by knowing that, okay, I'm going to spend this day with him. And on this day, I'm going to have a picnic and I'm going to make him all this food. And we're going to go sit in the park and enjoy one another. And that's me bringing myself into the relationship, bringing my love into the relationship and, you know, helping him to be happy. You cannot make him happy. You cannot keep him happy and you are not responsible for his happiness. So when you ask that, that's something that sort of came up. Like that is not your job. Your job is to be in the relationship and be a beautiful person, bring joy into his life. You know, men want people who are going to make their lives more joyful. They want to be able to come home and see a smile and see someone who's genuinely happy to see them, who wants to spend time with them. They want that physical affection and touch and laughter. They want someone to hang with. They want someone who is going to bring peace into their life. They're not expecting you to make them happy. Okay. That's not your job. Your job is not to bring stress and make him annoyed or angry for no reason. Like that's definitely going to take away from the relationship, but it's not your job to make him happy. I hope that makes sense to you. And lastly, just wanted to add another way of making sure that you're staying balanced in your relationship is by not doing things like funding him. 
Okay. There are some of us women who have done things like giving men money and funding their life and funding their lifestyle when they're not our husbands. And that is another way of getting very entangled and enmeshed with him to where you will lose your footing in the relationship. Okay. So keeping that separate and keeping your money as your money, his money as his money, and allowing him to use his money for his things and your money for your things is really important. Having that sexual sobriety where you're not giving up your body to him and allowing him to use your body for, you know, whatever satisfactions and pleasures he may want to use them for is also so important in terms of keeping yourself balanced and having boundaries because that will protect you until you meet the person that you're ultimately going to be with. Okay, I cannot stress that enough. That is so important. And men, although they do want to have sex with you, of course, they also do respect and appreciate the fact that they are not able to because the person that they end up marrying, they know was not doing that with every single guy. And it gives them a little bit more security and knowing what kind of person they ended up marrying. Okay. So all these things are really important for you to consider, especially if you want to keep balance, if you want to protect yourself, if you want to make sure that you don't lose yourself and you don't develop any mental health problems after dating a person, financial problems after dating a person, or just separation issues after dating a person, keeping yourself balanced in who you are and what you do. I hope that answered your question, my love. Make sure to send this to anyone who may need this information. Share this video on your social media platforms and make sure to follow me on my Instagram page at a feminine impression and at Dr. Michelle Daff and listen to my podcast, A Feminine Impression. Thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And for those of you who have questions, make sure to send them in to me and I will answer them next time on The Dr. Daff Show. Until next time, my loves, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, my love for being here, listening to this podcast, and spending some time with me today. I hope that the information that you heard here today will bless and open up your life for you to be the woman that God created you to be. Make sure to follow me on my Instagram page at A Feminine Impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. Also, visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff, for more information and lots of video content on femininity. I would also love your support in purchasing my fragrance from my brand, Fine Forever, by visiting www.fineforever.com. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression.